Welcome to the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Kennedy, and you tune in today because you're sick of trying every fad diet under the sun and training yourself into the ground without seeing any results. That's why I'm here to share the most effective ways to eat and train for sustainable and real results. What's up, legends? Welcome back to this week's episode of the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. Uh, I'm back in Melbourne. All the traveling is done for now. So I had that trip over to Greece, London, and LA. Um, quick stop over in Vegas, back to LA, and now we're back in Melbourne. Um, back into the grind, back into training clients, um, putting together some good content for you guys. And we've got some really cool episodes coming up over the next couple of months on the podcast. But what I wanted to do today is just a bit of a Q&A. So I put up a post on my Instagram story yesterday. Um, if you're not following me on Instagram, I put out a heap of free content there. So go over um, and hit that follow button. Is that at DJK Fitness if you're not following me already. Um, but I put up a post on my story asking people to pretty much just ask me their questions, anything that was going to be health and fitness related, so either nutrition or training. And there was a few supplement questions as well. And I said that I would pick the top 10 to go through not only on my Instagram story, but I wanted to do it for the podcast as well. And the reason why I enjoy these episodes is because I know you guys actually want to know the answers. So it makes uh, my job a little bit easier and it's more enjoyable for you guys as well. So I've literally just got up some of the questions that came through yesterday um, and I'm going to go through them on the fly on the show because those uh, of you that know me know that I'm not really that organized um, and I like to keep it pretty chilled. So hopefully you guys enjoy today's episode. If you do, make sure you take a screenshot and post it up on your Instagram story for me. Um, give me a tag. Love to hear what you think of the show today and let me know if any of these um, answers to these 10 questions um, help you in any way. So the first question, and this is a very broad, very broad question, um, but I guess for those that have not too much of experience or an idea about training and nutrition, this is a pretty common question. So how to lose love handles? That is our first question. Now, if you've listened to the show at all or you've consumed any of my content, you'll know um, that I'm a big believer in knowing your numbers or at least roughly. So look, to lose the love handles, which again is just body fat um, stored around that midsection area. You need to be consistently eating in a calorie deficit over an extended period of time. Um, that just means that you're eating less than well, sorry, you're eating less than what you're expending or burning more energy than you're taking in. Um, so I've got a free calculator on my site. I'll put that link in the show notes if you want to figure out how many calories you should be eating per day. Uh, we don't need to go over those full um, that full kind of formula now, but basically we have our maintenance calorie intake where if we eat that amount and, and exercise relatively similar each week, then our weight will stay stable, so we basically need to be eating below that consistently. Um, doesn't need to be a lot below, just needs to be anywhere between 100 and 500 calories below. Um, obviously, if you don't want to lose weight too quick or if you don't want to lose muscle mass, stay on the conservative side and go just below maintenance. But I think the important part of this, everybody kind of knows, I guess, already that are listening that you need to be in some form of calorie deficit. You know, that's part of the whole, I guess, dieting or fat loss process. But don't look at it as a diet. Look at it as just eating as normal. You're just having a little bit less and you're being consistent with it. Um, and if you're not consistent, that's where you're going to have the trouble. And I guess adding to this question, and this is just something that I've thought of now, is that Everybody loses or everybody stores fat in, in different areas and stores more fat in certain areas than others. Uh, for me, it's always my midsection, so it doesn't matter how lean my legs and arms are, and they might be really lean. Uh, for me, the, the last place that I lose body fat is, on, is around my abs, around my midsection. So I know that if I still have body fat on my abs, it's all good. I'm not doing anything wrong. I just need to keep going. I need to, to be a bit more patient and wait a little bit longer um, until I eventually... 
lose that body fat because it will come off. It may just take longer than other areas. So I think a lot of people stress out thinking that they're not doing the right thing or how come they're not losing fat from their stomach but they're losing it everywhere else. Everybody stores it in different areas. It just takes longer for certain spots to lose that fat. So don't stress out. If you're in a deficit, if you're training efficiently and you're being consistent, drinking plenty of water, just stick with it and then I guarantee that in time, you will see those results in the certain areas that you're after. Just uh, keep in mind that some may take longer than others. What are my thoughts about training through DOMS? So for those that don't know what DOMS is, it's delayed onset muscle soreness, which is that kind of stiffness and soreness you may feel in certain muscle groups um, in the days following a hard workout or a workout where you're doing different exercises or different different rep ranges. What are my thoughts on training through that? Look, I think um, as long as you're not consistently doing it and you know, you're know you smart about it, uh, people often ask me what happens if I have to train the same muscle group twice in a row or too close to each other and it's still sore. Look, it doesn't matter that much as long as you're obviously warming up properly and you're not overdoing it um, and you're not, not injuring yourself and you're not doing it every week, then that's fine. Um, you gotta, you're never going to, I think for most people, you're never going to be feeling 100% fresh where you don't have any soreness at all and you feel like you know, you're a million bucks every single day. That's going to be pretty rare for that to happen. So as long as you're taking care of your recovery, you're hydrating um, and you're doing all the right things, if you've got a little bit of muscle soreness, make sure you take a little bit of extra time to warm up properly um, before you train. But don't stress too much. You can definitely train through it as long as, um, as, long as you're doing those warm-ups and you're not risking any injury. You'll be fine. Just don't, don't do it too consistently um, or too often. Otherwise, that's when you're going to start to have issues. And the reason for that is a bit of a theory, I guess, called diminishing returns. So if you're doing too much um, on the same muscle group, not giving it enough time to recover, um, and, and you're not actually getting stronger in the gym, you're not progressively overloading, then you're going to see the opposite effect of, of actually what you're after in the first place. All right, next one. How important is it to get protein in straight after training? So this is a good question. I've covered it on um, on the show before. Now there is obviously there's a fair bit of um, science to back up that you know post workout within you know basic not not immediately but within a short period of time post workout it's obviously ideal to get in some form of higher quality protein um, to start the recovery process straight away. Um, but I think most people probably take this a little bit too seriously and they're sh- shaking their protein shake before they've even finished the last set or they're worried about having a shake as soon as possible otherwise the workout doesn't count or whatever whatever that bullshit that everyone thinks. But it's not it's not the case. So I think for most people, especially um, if you're an athlete, it's, it is ideal or optimal to get in protein, high-quality protein, as soon as possible once you finish your workout purely for the sake of starting the recovery process sooner. Um, but for the average Joe, as long as you're getting in some form of good protein within, I'd say, 30 minutes up to about two hours after you work out, you're going to be fine. Um, if you can, when possible, try and stick to high biological value protein, um, which I've spoke about before. If you want to know more about that, just type that in um, on Google and check it out. But to cut a very fucking long story short, um, I think it, you should aim to get in some form of quality protein um, within the hours following your workout. But don't stress if it's not straight away. Um, the workout hasn't gone to waste and you still will get all the benefits of that protein when you eventually do um, take it in. Tips on getting your motivation back to have a healthy lifestyle and make changes. Now, this is obviously a broad question, but I do have some advice. Um, and this is the advice that I tell my clients that may be going through a bit of a slump. I tell myself, my friends, people close to me when they're going through a slump in motivation because it does happen to everyone. Not everyone, no, nobody is motivated year-round. That's not going to happen um, for most people. 
and even the people that tell you they are, you know, I, I find, you know, I personally think that I'm motivated pretty much year round. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'd be lying to myself if I said that there's not days where I just can't be bothered training or I don't want to eat well or I feel like, you know, just t- taking my foot off the pedal a little bit and taking it easy. And that's fine. Um, we all go through these little little slumps and that's cool. So what I like to do when um, I'm lacking in motivation or struggling to get back into some form of routine to get to where I want to be to help me achieve my goals is, you know, for those that listen to the show, you know that I write down my goals every single morning. I think this is extremely powerful. It seems like a very easy, simple thing to do, but trust me, the benefits um, are huge. So writing down three small goals or at least three every single morning and then going back at night and revisiting those for the day and seeing whether or not you follow through with those and you're accountable. Um, I think it's important to revisit the reason why you started training in the first place and what your actual goals are. If you don't have a specific goal, then maybe it's time to set something a little bit more um, in stone so that you know what you're working towards. On the days that you feel like you can't be bothered, you you have an actual reason to still follow through and do what you said you were going to do. I think it can be a good thing as well to have a little bit of a break and then reassess what your goals are and then go again. Um, you know, For those that are really struggling to just put together a solid month, I always say the same thing. I think if you can get one to two weeks of just flat out consistency where you're doing everything by the book, you're, you're nailing all the things you need to nail, uh, but at the same time not going over the top, I think that's more than enough to get you back in the groove because one, you're going to feel fantastic, you're going to feel much better. Two, you've got that self-discipline and that belief that you can actually do it. And three, you're going to start to see some physical changes, which is always awesome and it's always a motivating way. Uh, it's always that extremely motivating thing to keep you going. Um, so that would be my my advice on that there. And, you know, if there's habits that you need to change, these are going to take times. These are going to take time, sorry. Uh, my biggest ad, biggest piece of advice or best piece of advice for, for getting rid of it an unhealthy habit or a habit that you're trying to get rid of is to not try and do it all at once or not try and um, completely go cold turkey on whatever it is that you're doing. Just take baby steps, steps, um, gradual changes, and over time, it's going to be so much easier on you physically, mentally, um, and the likelihood of you actually sticking to it is going to be a lot higher compared to just trying to change something all at once or trying to change a lot of things at the same time. Uh, Just think baby steps because it's important to understand that small progress is still progress and a lot of people... Um, kind of brush that off and, and think that if they're not seeing ridiculously big results every single week, every single day, and um, you know, or visible results all the time, that they're not making progress. But you are. It just takes time. Um, it's a marathon, not a sprint. So give yourself that time. Trust the process. Make sure you're doing something that you actually enjoy, um, and you'll see those results. You'll get back that motivation. And um, I think if you're enjoying what you're doing, that's a really important thing as well. Make sure that your training and nutrition is something that you genuinely look forward to. Um, and that's going to make the process a whole lot easier as well. Um, I've restricted my calories and done a lot of training for years, and I, now I can't manage to lose weight even though I'm eating not many calories. What should I do? Okay, so this is quite common. So people go through periods where they spend way too long in a calorie deficit, probably way too large of a calorie deficit, um, and overtraining and really not giving their bodies a chance to recover, making their metabolism suffer a lot. You know, mentally, it's extremely draining. Physically, you're probably not getting the most out of your body because you're not fueling your body for recovery and for performance. And over time, that does do damage to your body. And it's not something that you can just go, oh, I don't want to do that anymore. I'm going to go back to eating normally and, and make things uh, back to 100%. Unfortunately, it doesn't work like that. And it's quite hard, not only physically, but mentally, because I've been through a similar thing. So my advice to anyone that has gone through that is, again, baby steps to small steps. So 
your main priority should be starting to increase your calorie intake, to increase your food, and it seems counterproductive, but it's not. The reason that you aren't losing body fat or you aren't losing weight, even though you're not eating much, is because you're not eating anywhere near enough. Your body needs more fuel, needs more fuel to recover, to train well, to help improve your metabolism, to get things back to, to normal, whereas at the moment, you're most likely... Uh, giving your your body, you know, it's not going into starvation mode, but a similar type of thing. So instead of utilizing those calories that are coming in and burning through them and, and giving yourself a chance to train well and, ha- you know, progressively overload, build muscle, all that type of stuff, increase your energy output, you're not because you're not getting enough fuel to do all these things. And, you know, it even has an effect on things like fidgeting and stuff throughout the day where um, if you're if you're eating enough calories and you're fueling your body, you'll just do little things that you don't even think about. You might take stairs, you might just be moving your arms and legs around while you're sitting at your desk at work or all these little extra things gradually, um, you know, they, they eventually build up. Uh, they add up over the day and to your energy expenditure and, and obviously over the span of a week and a month that makes a big difference as well. So my advice would be to, you know, if it's something that's been going on for a long time and it's, it is affecting you a lot mentally, then maybe go and see a psychologist or a nutritionist or um, some form of doctor to get some advice on that front. Um, but for most people, what I would recommend if it hasn't been that long and you're just struggling to lose weight now because you've dieted for too long, is to gradually increase your food over time. Um, make sure your protein's high enough and then it's your preference whether you want to be adding in carbs or fats. With your training, focus on progressive overload. One of the biggest um, lessons I've learned is that, and I wish more people knew this, is that you can get away with doing far less <clears throat> than what you think you need to do and still see the same results, if not better. Most people um, that are right into their fitness and that are trying to achieve a goal are probably focusing on doing too much. So they're putting more focus on um, quantity of training and not as much on quality. And that has a massive effect. Um, you know, I used to do excessive amounts of training and not eat anywhere near enough and always wondered why I didn't see the results I wanted to see. Um, whereas now I've, you know, backed that training off. I really focus on quality with my strength training. I do conditioning with purpose now. I don't just do it to tick off the list of doing some cardio and stuff. Um, obviously I'm watching with my nutrition what I'm doing. There's periods where I'm really strict. There's periods where I'm not, you know, like at the moment, yeah, I'm probably going to try and lose um, a little bit of body fat since I got back from my trip. Not that I have too much that I, uh, that I want to lose, um, but I'll just be a little bit more conscious of how many calories I'm taking in, making sure I'm getting my minimum amount of protein and that I'm consistent with that. Um, if I really want to dial that in, I get a little bit more strict with that, making sure I'm closer to my calorie intake, nailing my macros if I want to and being 100% consistent. But at the moment, I'm pretty cool just to chill out and, and gradually lose fat over a slower slower period um, of time. So that's what that's my recommenda- recommendation um, for that question. That's five questions down. Um, hopefully I haven't been rambling on too long. We're going to do five more. As I said at the start of the show, if um, you do enjoy today's episode and you take some value, it would mean a lot to me if you could screenshot the episode and post it up on your Instagram story. Um, if you're not subscribed to the Fitness and Lifestyle podcast already, and make sure you hit that subscri- subscribe button. Um, tell your friends about the show. Leave a review if you've been listening for a while and you haven't done that. That'd be awesome. Um, that all does help the show. But for now, uh, let's work our way through another five questions. So let me come, come through these here and see. Um, I did get a couple of questions about form or technique videos. Now, for those that are listening, um, I would highly recommend checking out uh, my Instagram TV or IGTV. I've got a lot of videos on there with form videos and stuff. Also on my YouTube channel, which is just Danny Kennedy Fitness. I haven't uh, really updated any content on there for a long time. Um, but there is a lot of videos on there with exercise technique 
um, instructions and stuff. So go and check those out. Um, that's not really a question, but for those that are looking for that stuff, that's where you may find it. Um, should active teenagers be counting calories or macros or worrying about what they eat? Um, I think if it's early teens, definitely not. There's no need to be doing that. Just make sure, you know, for most teenagers, um, they're probably not getting enough calories. So I'd recommend trying to focus on getting high quality protein with every single meal that you have. Um, that's, that's probably what your main priority should be. Obviously, try and get most of your calories from nutrient-dense foods and the same with your liquids. I would not be worrying about it too much. Um, just make sure that you're eating well and starting to to engrave those healthier habits and things that you can build on over time when you get a little bit older. For those that are kind of late teens, getting closer to the 20s, then if you're serious about your body composition goals, then yeah, 100%, I'd recommend tracking. Um, if, if you're serious about it, that's going to be the most accurate way and the quickest way to see the results that you want to see. So um, it's never too early to learn it. Obviously, if you're being excessive with it and um, you're trying to lose body fat or whatever and you're not eating anywhere near enough, then it can be a negative thing. But if you're being smart about it, um, if you're unsure of all this type of stuff or even have no clue about what I'm talking about with, with the whole macros and calories thing, go and check out the, um, the Ultimate Flexible Dieting Guide on my website. It's free. It's basically... Pretty much answers any questions that you would potentially have about um, all that type of stuff, and it's just bits and pieces that I've learnt um, over time. So go and check that out. All right, question number seven. Let's find another good one here. How much time would you give yourself to lose fat um, before a specific date or occasion? I would always give yourself more time than what you think that you need. So if you reckon that your event is in ten weeks and you're going to give you well, you reckon you've got an event on a certain date and you want to do it for 10 weeks, do it for 12. If you want to do it for, t for 12 weeks, do it for 14 because you always want to allow for things like getting sick, injuries, um, bad weeks where you're not consistent with your tracking, um, with your with your food or your training. You may miss some training or just not be motivated for a week. So if you've got some extra time up your sleeve, it's going to be a lot easier. It's also going to be a lot stressful and uh, a lot less stressful, sorry, and give you more time to do it properly and not have to do anything um, drastic where you're going to be under-eating by a long way or over-training just to try and reach that certain um, physique or that body composition look. And the worst thing that you can do when you're trying to lose body fat is put yourself in a, a stressful environment. So if you're worried about how much time you've got left to get to a certain look and you're making decisions based on that, um, you're going to be in for a shit time. And it's going to be a lot harder than what it could be. And you're probably a lot less likely to, to achieve that goal, which can be frustrating and disappointing as well. Um, it also has an effect on the next time you want to lose fat, especially if you're, you're over-dieting and, and doing yourself more harm than good with, with your calorie intake and, and whatnot. Um, next question. So we've got, we're going to get through three more of these bad boys. Um, can you lose body fat and gain muscle eating at your maintenance calories? Now, again, I feel like I've answered this a lot of times on the show and through social media, but... Um, it is a good question, and so I'll answer it today. So, look, for most people, the only the only type of person that's going to be building muscle mass and losing body fat at either in a calorie deficit or even at maintenance, to be perfectly honest, is someone that's only just starting out that hasn't really ever trained with strength training or, or tracked their food or whatever before, someone that is largely overweight and has a lot of weight to lose. Um, on the very rare occasion, you're absolute genetic freak. Uh, but even still, then it's probably going to be unlikely. And then the last person is um, someone who's pharmaceutically enhanced, so basically taking steroids. Um, they're, they're the people that are going to be losing fat and gaining muscle at the same time. It's very unlikely that it's going to happen. Um, so 
in my opinion, I think you should focus on one goal or another. That doesn't mean you need to spend ages trying to get shredded and then spend ages um, basically just putting on unnecessary weight. If you want to lose fat, eat in a slight calorie deficit for a while, do you know structured training, make sure you're expending enough energy. And then when you want to transition into building a bit more size, do that and then uh, focus on that goal instead of trying to do both at the same time. Otherwise, you're going to be pretty disappointed with your results. You're basically just going to be spinning the wheels and not seeing um, either result. You're not really going to be losing fat, but you're not going to be building muscle, so you're not going to change much at all, um, which is obviously disappointing if, if that's what your goal is. All right. How many times a week do I need to train to see changes in my body? In regards to strength and muscle mass, um, in my opinion, I think everybody should be trying to target each muscle group twice per week. That's that's usually what I stick to. Um, the reason for that is because it doesn't take a full week for your muscles to recover after a session, or well, it shouldn't anyway. Um, so if you're training, let's say you're training um, back once a week, over the span of the year, it's 52 times, whereas if you're training twice a week, um, even if they're lower volume each session, you're, you're targeting that muscle group double, 104 times for the year. So I think it's pretty obvious which one's going to give you better results. The way you structure your week is going to be different <clears throat> depending on how many times you're training. Um, but, you know, I think everyone should aim to try and reach each, uh, sorry, try and stimulate each muscle group twice per week if you can. So that may mean, you know, I've spoke about this before, but if it's like a a three-day split, it might be upper, lower than full body, so you're training everything twice. Um, if it's a four-day, it could be push, pull. Oh, sorry, upper body, lower body, upper body, lower body. Five days, upper, lower, um, and then hypertrophy, push, pull, and legs. doesn't matter how you structure it. Just try and uh, target each muscle group twice. And for those that are doing it once at the moment, you're probably absolutely annihilating a muscle group one day um, and then not doing it again until the next week. If, you, if you're stimulating each muscle group twice per week, you don't need to be doing that much volume in each session. You can break it up into to two sessions. Um, you can still have a good amount of volume, but the idea is that over the span of the week, you're going to be lifting more overall load, overall volume, um, by splitting it into two sessions compared to what you would do if you're doing it in one. Um, so that's a very fucking long answer to a very simple question. Um, all right, we've got one more, and then I'll see if there's anything else that is worth answering. There is. There's plenty that's worth answering, but see if we've got time. Do I recommend using creatine? Um, if your goal is to either get stronger or build muscle mass, it definitely can't hurt. Um, creatine monohydrate, just five grams per day every day, regardless of whether you're training or not. Don't have to have it at any specific time. It's not the type of thing that you're going to have before training and then feel like fucking Hulk in the gym. Over time, you just want to top up your um, your creatine and, and PC stores. And then once they're topped up, they're going to stay topped up as long as you're consistent with that intake. So if you're just taking it on the days that you train, you're not really giving, you're not really doing it any justice in terms of what it, what the uh, the purpose of taking creatine actually is. So yeah, for pretty much everyone, just keep in mind that if it's you've just started taking it or you've never taken it before, you may hold a bit of an extra water if you're not drinking enough. So if you are using creatine, drink um, a shitload of water because the water should be going to the muscle cells. Um, so don't worry and that's going to make you, help you look a little bit fuller as well um, just drink plenty of water so that you're flushing out any excess um, that's between the muscle and the skin um, alright so that's 10 I'm just going to have a quick look through these and see if there's any others that I think could be very beneficial um, alright I'll do this and then maybe one more um, if I have 30 minutes to train and my main aim is to drop fat should I do cardio or weights um, I would be doing majority of that 30 minutes weights and it may be a full body session where you're keeping the rest times quite low, focusing on compound movements, so big movements where you're using multiple muscle groups. 
expending more energy. And then you may finish with a very short but high intensity interval training at the end. So it might be five minutes worth of conditioning at the end where you go max effort 20 seconds followed by 40 seconds recovery, making sure that each effort is actually max. Um, and then you're going to see benefits there. But in, I think you're going to get a lot more out of that than spending 30 minutes just doing cardio. Because remember, cardio doesn't equal fat loss. It's a it's negative energy balance, which is going to create that fat loss, um, which is going to be from eating in a deficit and expending enough energy, regardless of whether it's from cardio or strength. So in the grand scheme of things, you're probably going to get more out of doing the strength because you're going to be helping um, yourself obviously get stronger and hopefully build lean muscle mass in the process. Um, all right. I'm going to do one more. I mean, it's time. Bit time, macros. All right. This is a good question. So what's the best thing for an ectomorph like me? This is not me asking. This is someone else. What's it, the best thing for an ectomorph like me to focus on for building muscle? Um, so first thing is you need to be eating in a calorie surplus. So most people that are, you know, quote-unquote ectomorphs or have a fast metabolism um, or struggle to gain weight just are not eating enough. So if you think that you're eating enough or too much and you're not gaining weight, then guess what? You're not. So increase that calorie intake. Eat more. Be consistent with it. The second part of that is obviously the training. You need to be giving your body a reason to grow. So stimulating the muscles enough, giving them enough reason to change um, through progressive overload. Um, focusing on your big lifts first and then using the accessory and isolation movements as, I guess, icing on the cake um, to add, add some volume to your training and also make it um, enjoyable if that's the type of stuff that you like to do. But the biggest thing is literally the nutrition. Most people that come to me that say they're struggling to gain weight or muscle mass just are not eating enough consistently. And if you are if you feel like you're full all the time and you're still not gaining weight, then unfortunately, you are just going to have to have more. So it may mean that you have some smoothies that are really full of calories with things like you know honey, nuts, peanut butter, um, your protein powder, fruit, milk, whatever it is, just to get the calorie intake up. Um, find a way, though, to get more calories in because that's what it's going to take. When I was playing basketball and stuff still, I was expending an absolute fuckload of energy every single day. So there was a point where I was taking in between five and 6,000 calories a day and I, over the span of 12 weeks, gained like three or four kilos taking in that, that many calories per day. And that's just because my energy expenditure was so high. So I could easily have just stopped when I was full, but I wouldn't have gained any weight at all because my output was so much higher. Um, so that's probably my best advice for, for any ectomorphs that are struggling to, to gain size. And with training as well, just focus on big lifts. Um, focus on your compound movements more than your isolation because if you're spending all your time doing lateral raises and curls and tricep pushdowns but not spending any time trying to get strong at the bench, squat, dead, uh, overhead press, lunges, hip thrusts, all that type of stuff, then um, you, you're not putting your energy in the right areas. So that would be my that would be my focus. And also you can get away with a lot less volume. So... Um, you don't need to be training like Arnold every single day of the week to try and see results. It's most likely not going to work um, in your favor. So we've got through 12 questions. Um, I might save these and, and do another episode um, in the near future using some of the ones that I didn't use today. There was heaps of good ones. So those that sent them through, thanks for doing that. Uh, if you tuned in today and you've, and you've found some value from the show, as I said a couple of times already, make sure you screenshot this episode, post it up on your Instagram story for me. Um, let me know if there's anything or anyone that you'd like to hear from on the show coming up over the next few months, and I'll try and make that happen. Um, but thank you for tuning in today. I look forward to chatting to you again in next week's episode.